You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. Not Laundry Room Edition. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, <laughs> sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin Duggan. I miss you guys so much. Oh, my God. Uh, so good to talk to you, even if you are in Romania. But let's not forget Kyle, the coach, Duggan. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, <laughs> howdy, tootie, fruity. Cody, hootie, tootie. <laughs> guys, it has been. So we put out an episode last week, but we recorded that the night after the Saturday. It was Friday, Friday night. night draft. Friday night, yeah. yeah. So it's been like a full 10, 11 days before we. This is the longest it. I've gone not hanging out with you like this in like five years. And I yeah. started to panic like like two <laughs> nights ago. Like panic was setting in. Just binge like, watching our own right. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent a little too much extra time on that video we did for Patreon. I was just really soaking our, our vibes in, our juices. <laughs> yes, folks. If you haven't seen, over at patreon.com is a killer video that Kevin put together of our experience at the draft. Uh, we are now back in our own homes, minus Kevin, who was overseas in Romania working, working hard. What time is it over there for you right <laughs> you're now? You're not in the military. <laughs> I'm proud to be an you're American. Acting as if, you're acting as if you're over there. Some, like, naval base. Oh, I'm free. It's 11.40 p.m. Just here. here. Sacrifice for you guys. I'm Love here doing the, doing the Lord's work. <laughs> doing the Lord's work. <laughs> well, obviously, folks, we've got plenty to talk about since we haven't talked since, oh, you know, three draft players in. So, oh, and we uh, might have drafted a namesake. I'm just saying. Oh, there's going to be discussion. We'll get to it all. <laughs> uh, we've got the brisket abroads now that they've given us that teaser from a week and a half ago. Now we can get the full draft party experience. We've got the Craig experience coming in hot and a understandably chunky Ask Bolt fam with questions galore uh, over Saturday more than anything. But let's. Started off here at the top, folks. The draft, we're back home now. We've seen all the guys that we've picked. We haven't really talked about it yet. How are you guys feeling? Kyle, you kick it off. How am I feeling about the draft? Is that the question? Sorry. Yeah, like, I mean, all the players, because we <laughs> only talked about... The notes. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Deion Henley and Tui, Tui yeah, Pilatu yeah. and... Yeah, and both... And here was the hard part about the draft experience is we were... When you're in person, you don't get all the expert analysis right after the pick the break how like, can this oh, work yeah, how can this go. fit yeah they immediately like, I didn't cut know that... to the highlights you don't see any yeah. of that at the draft and you're like no. oh wow he looks good no it's just like <laughs> die on him <laughs> and I'm like oh sweet yeah the cameras are on us <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> I don't know if I've heard of him <laughs> yeah but it's just like then over the last 10 days now it's been really fun to go and like dig in and learn who these guys are and what they were thought of going into the draft um and it, it really feels like we had a pick the best player available it feels like we got the steal of most rounds except for the darius davis was a little bit of a i feel like a little bit of a pull Speed, but it, baby that was the one that was the one pick that we drafted a need we needed mm -hmm. a punt returner a kick returner so we we took him maybe a little bit early from what people are now gossiping about but yeah everything else it felt like we were taking the best player available that 
also had the right like attitude. That's been my biggest thing is watching all of our guys' interviews and stuff. We got some like personalities and oh, yeah. they seem like they love football. You know, like <laughs> all of them are just like Matlock said he's coming for souls and you know, like <laughs> these guys just love football. Like they like all the physicality side of it. And yeah, you I mean you can't get enough of Dan Henley's interviews. It's just yeah. gold. All that of guys it. So, electric. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a well-rounded draft draft class for sure. And to go off that, I think it's my favorite overall draft we've had, and I can't even remember how long. Mm-hmm. And hitting on all these guys, and the one thing Coach said in his, in his post-presser was like, these are all starters. These are all guys that will contribute right now. It's just mm-hmm. exactly what we talked about. We want yeah. guys that are not projects. They, yeah. they, are, they have shown it in college what they're capable of doing. They can step in and contribute. Maybe it's yeah. right off the bat on special teams, mm-hmm. but maybe they work, start working in some reps and start flashing. Like That's how we're going to rise. Everyone's going to rise, um, and we could be a you know championship team. That's what we all want. <laughs> it, that's what we need. Yeah, and I just didn't want to draft Sioux Falls. Don't give me any Sioux Falls projects, <laughs> Delaware, like taking tiny FCS schools. And and Matt Money Smith was like, well, these guys played in the Big 12, so we'll see what it's like when they get to real competition. I'll take the Big 12 all day over <laughs> FCS Falls Pioneer State. League, you <laughs> yeah, know? Like, yeah. that's what the drafts have been in the past. So Chattanooga <laughs> Community College. I yeah, mean, no all, thank everyone, you. All the, way, all the way down to the last round. I mean, I guess the only poll that you could say was a smaller conference was Scott Matlock out of the, out of the Mountain West. But all these other guys, like, they're all big-time schools that we drafted throughout, which... To me, it's just like these guys have proven it at a high level. They've done it consistently. A lot outside of uh, Tuli, Tuli was the only 20 year old that we drafted. The rest mm-hmm. of these guys are like seasoned vets that are old enough to come in and make a difference right away. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's let's go through them all real quickly here. Quentin Johnston was the number one pick. And surprisingly enough, wearing number one for his I jersey. I like that. They gave the jersey numbers out for all the players. It was this perfect. So uh, they interviewed Staley and Telesco. Staley said, uh, when you guys meet Quinton Johnston, you're going to know why he's here. Just like when you guys met uh, Zion Johnson last year and the year before when you met Rashawn Slater. When he walks in a room, you're going to feel him right away. He's an outstanding young man. He had an outstanding college career, meant a lot to TCU. It was a really fun evaluation to go through with our coaching staff, with our personnel department. Like I said, we're really glad that he's a teammate of Derwin James. Going Interesting back that he like, goes for Derwin on that, yeah, on that quote. I think they're friends. I think that there was like a video where they were like congratulating each other and that kind of stuff. Or I think maybe Derwin just knows everybody. I think that's no, just Derwin. Be the case. Yeah, Derwin just is the guy. Yeah. He's the man. So he uh, is the man. We, you know, we we had time. We you know had extra time to look at his highlights and what he's what he's doing, what he's offering. I just like we're so stacked in wide receiver now after yeah. getting him. Well, and we have Jalen Guyton coming back. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this just feel this feels like this room is set up that if somebody somebody's going to get hurt, we're going to lose them for a week or two. It's just a reality. This feels like a room that's not going to fall off the map anymore. Right. We're not going to be playing yeah. practice squad players anymore. And what he's able to do after the catch, we always talk about yak. He's a yak attack. You know what I mean? He's he really a yak good, attack, gets, yeah. gets the ball and gets down the field. Yeah. we. I mean, we looked at the numbers and our instant reaction pretty much is what it was after the first round, right? 
um, Wooly, you brought up the stat of his his vertical versus Mike. Yeah, and yeah. He, he he didn't show on tape like he goes up and gets the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. But what, a vertical is a good indicator of that quick twitch, like explosiveness. Mm-hmm. He's an explosive guy, so he gets the ball and he like he gets going real quick. It's not necessarily he's just gonna beat you in the high jump, but yeah, he gets the ball and goes, which is weird to see in a guy his height. Mm-hmm. I think we all were like, oh, you got to have a after the catch yak guy, so we got to draft someone that's five eight, or else he's not going to be able to do that. Right. It seems like Quinton can do a little bit of both while also not getting just pressed on the line of scrimmage with elite NFL corners that can stop you from moving if you're not big and strong enough. So, um, yeah. He, yeah, and the Chargers, that's the wide receiver that we want. That's what Tommy T likes. He took Mike big Will time. in the first, took Quentin Johnson in the first. That's the that's the frame that he's looking for to build build a team with. Well, we got our, Tom Telesco. We got our little guy, and we got our little guy in the fourth. So we, that's right. We're not spending money on the little guys. We'll we'll drop the big boys first. So Telesco had this to say about Johnston. Uh, it's going to be tremendous for his development. We can watch what uh, Josh Palmer went through. I think that's a really good comparison. What Josh went through from college to his first year as a pro to walk in the room with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I, it can't get much better than that. He's 21 years old. He's a young player with just three years in college. He isn't one of these kids that played five or six years with the COVID rule. He's still really young. He has a lot of learning to do, especially at that position, uh, to to step in and watch guys who have done it and done it at a high level that are really masters of their craft. I think it's really going to help them. I thought in the three biggest games of the season against Kansas State, Michigan, and Georgia, I thought that he was the best player on the field. And that's saying a lot because there were a couple of round one picks from among those teams. It's like yeah, what you yeah. said on the instinct thing, Kyle. He just dom. You know, we we're doing the in- Instagram live. He just dominates. He's yeah. just like you're. You know, he's just a dominant player. He's the guy that you see first when you're watching the tape. Yeah, and when you're watching, and when you're watching a full game, the commentators. That's all they talk about. All they talk about is Quentin Johnson. So, therefore, the other team knows that's their guy. In college, if you just have one guy, it's easier to shut down that one guy. But you still couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He still was able to lead the, this team to a national championship with some big come from behind victories with just basically throwing him the ball every play. So um, I'm not to say that TCU didn't have other good players, but he was by far and away their best. He's the only first round guy in the whole program. So um, yeah, I I don't know. I think, I think he, it, it, yeah, it's just huge. I mean, and he has his biggest games against the best teams. Mm-hmm. That's when he likes to play, step up and make big boys. And should be awesome. After last season, we need guys like that. When we get to the playoffs and they don't show up, we need oh. we need players that do the best under the brightest lights. Big time. All right, round two. Tuli Tui Palatu uh, was our fun pick. name. So Come fun on. to say. Uh, Staley had this to say about Tuli. Uh, one of the top players in the country on defense. He has a lot of the characteristics that we think translate to playing championship defense. I like that word. Oh, yes. He's really (laughs) tough and rugged at the point of attack. He's versatile. He can rush from the outside and from the inside. He has versatility that way. He has the play style that we're really attracted to. Uh, He was here at our local pro day. Got to know him a little bit even better. Uh, He's a guy that just really grew on us uh, in the process. I'm very excited to add him to our group. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the fact that you can see him as an inside and outside guy as a 20 year old, like he's a kid, 20 years old. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like they, he hasn't even hit man strength yet. He's not, <laughs> no, he's not grown up yet. He hasn't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> oh no, he's, I'm sure he's, he's well he's into dead, puberty. Dabbled but... in puberty a little bit. <laughs> there's a, there's a second, there's a second like man strength that you get in your early to mid twenties that he hasn't even tapped into yet. So it's like trying to pin him on, oh, his frame is too light to play inside. This guy could put on a good 20, 30 pounds in the next two years and be a dominant four 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 eye technique down the inside so mm-hmm. yeah i or you keep him lean and let him get explosive and because he's still not as strong as he's gonna get and he could be that outside guy i think you draft him as a tool but man he was the he was the pac-12 defense player of the year as a 20 year as a 19 year old or 20 that's crazy. year old that's pretty incredible yeah. yeah yeah and then Thule, uh on learning from joey bose and khalil max said i'm blessed coming into the league that's what i wanted i wanted the best to learn from and man joey bose and khalil Mack, that's crazy i'm excited for opportunity i'm a sponge so i'm going to just absorb all of the info that they give me and just try to get better and make an impact on the team come on what a crazy room if you actually look at it like that a 20 year old going to learn how to play professional football <laughs> it's joey yeah. bosa and khalil Mack. it's nuts yeah. I mean, he was in what it was a 10, er, 10 year old, 11 year old when they got into the league. Yeah. So it's like, that's yeah, well, that's a perspective right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Round three Chargers selected Dayon Henley out of Washington State. And uh, he is one of the few players that is donning number zero as the, the NFL. Deuce. Yeah. Allowed. <laughs> Number zero to hit the jerseys. Dayon Henley Seems said, fitting. that's mine. Thank you. I think I'm going to have to call him Goose from now on. Goose egg. <laughs> Let's go. With his with his personality, zero makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. He takes yeah, zero look at shits yeah. <laughs> from everyone. Well, Staley had this to say about Henley. Uh, to be a dynamic playmaker, a four-core player, and then a guy that we think eventually at linebacker, if you take a look at his last year at Washington State, I think in the run game and pass coverage, and then he was an outstanding rusher, had five sacks his last year there. Anytime that you can get a three down linebacker that can really run, we feel like that's a really tough thing to find nowadays. We're very excited about the pick. And this yeah. is his third year playing linebacker in college. He was yeah. a tight end. So like well, he the was- fact... That's he was crazy. a quarterback in high school. Quarterback so, to tight end to yeah. linebacker. Like uh, that's just the fact that he got drafted where he did with only three years of experience. Like that's just sheer raw talent, and you can teach that. So we'll, we'll see how much better this guy can actually get. You know what I mean? It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an instant playmaker on special teams. Instant. Like instant every single every single special team. So he'll be there. And it's interesting because you don't see him as a as a on the defense right now. I wonder if Nick Neiman, because this is kind of what you drafted Nick Neiman to do last year too. Mm-hmm. Same type of situation where he'll be a core special team, which he was. It'll be exciting to see if he actually gets a little bit more playing time in rotation with Kenneth Murray and Kendricks. It'll be interesting. This will say a lot about where Kenneth is going to, you know, what they're going to do with him. So I feel like this this pick was kind of setting up to not have Kenneth back next year. Yeah. I think that's what this was the beginning of. So we'll see how how this all plays out. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think we talked about it, but uh Chargers came out and said that they weren't going to be picking up on uh Kenneth's fifth year option. Yeah. So yeah, he's um pretty much gone. That's it, safe to say. It does send well, a signal. He just hasn't proven that we want him. He hasn't not proven yet round. that he's coming back. Yeah. Not a first year fifth year option. Not a first yeah, round no, fifth first year round. option. Yeah. 
numbers. Jeff's just five, six. <laughs> five, five words. Five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four. <laughs> All right. Stop clapping. Uh, Dayon Henley was... Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at this point in the last episode, those were all the names that we knew. We knew nobody else that was going to be coming to the team. So Saturday came and we saw some names that I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like fourth rounder Darius Davis. Uh, Davis donning number 12 said Davis uh, was also one of the most dangerous returners in the country in his college career. Returned five punts for a touchdown in just 44 attempts. Average 15 yards a return. So losing DeAndre Carter, there you go. You got yourself a cheap DeAndre Carter. Davis, yes. Who's faster? Oh, yeah. We'll get to that, but it's insane. Yeah. Uh, Staley said on Davis, uh, definitely comfortable with him. We drafted him in the fourth round because we really feel like he was one of the top returners in the country. Uh, Then looking at the landscape of both pro and college football, we really felt like this guy is special with the ball in his hands. And so, we've had no one on the roster right now. There's not a zero. single person that's going to return. It was question marks. It was like, okay, well, is there somebody on the roster that can return balls that we don't know about? Or are we going to get a guy? Right, and right. we got a guy. And not just a guy, another guy that's from TCU. So it was like, Come okay, no, we got uh, Quentin Johnston and his good buddy, Darius Davis. So and <laughs> pretty you cool. Know, like, in, unlike Tui, he's going to walk into his room and it's just going to be him. There's nobody right. to teach him or look up to. It's like, all right, yeah. you're a kid. Get in there. Get yeah, on so in there now. That's pretty crazy. Well, he'll have Ryan Ficken, I'm sure, to help him out. And if yeah. Ficken can make the special teams as good as it was last year, I'm sure he can coach Darius Davis to return the ball quite well, especially given his speed. Like you mentioned, the Chargers pointed out last season, Darius Davis clocked a 23.47 mile per hour speed in a game, the fastest run in all of college football. and. The NFL. So you guys wanted speed? You Here got comes. speed. This guy's You're, getting tickets in residentials. You, yeah, he's getting pulled he's over get, for pull sure. Pull over. Pull <laughs> over. Children pull live over here. He's My too, kids play here. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> he just runs in place and burns out in the driveway or something. Oh, man. Yeah, it's we. He's not the one of the names. You're like, oh yeah, that's that's the guy I want because you know he's on TCU and you know they don't get as much hype as some of these other teams. So um, he was awesome, and the fact that we have two TCU guys, like you you said, Adam is crazy. Uh, well, they clearly made an impression. We thought it would stop there, but oh, it, uh, we, it does not, and we'll get to <laughs> it in in the order it was received. Uh, fifth round pick came Jordan McFadden, offensive lineman out of Clemson. Uh, he'll be donning number 71, which that was Filer's number, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long, sweet prince. So long, and thanks for all the so fish. Long, uh, sweet <laughs> Telesco had this to say about McFadden, said, uh, really solid, consistent player in college, played left and right tackle, which is nice, uh, but we also think he can play guard, so there's some versatility there. There's that word again. Strong, powerful, long arms, uh, had a really nice college career. Uh, what's big with him and similar to Jamari Sawyer is being able to play different positions as a depth offensive lineman will get him in there and kind of take it from there. This feels like a carbon copy Jamari Sawyer pick. Yeah. It feels really, like it, right? Everything about it. Play tackle both sides in college, projected to be a guard, but could play tackle in a tight spot. Coach, <laughs> his head coach calling out like, 
why aren't you drafting this guy? He's incredible. Figure it out. One of he's the best offensive player. linemen I've ever coached is what he said. Basically. Yeah, he's a he's a football player. He didn't test incredible or whatever the reason why he fell. His arms aren't long enough. Whatever, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> this this feels like a very similar situation of you got yourself a dog in the fifth sixth round that just is for whatever reason other teams didn't see it. So. Right. I love it. If when a coach is willing to, when a college coach is willing to come out and say, this guy was an absolute stud, you draft him. Bottom line, you just do yeah. it. Especially a guy like Debo. Debo and last year, Kirby, it's like these guys have coached the best players in the country every single year. Mm-hmm. They both have won multiple national championships. Like, just trust them. They're not trying to do it, like pull a quick one on you. Mm-hmm. Just draft the guy. Right. And I think this is where the draft it really starts with is this going to be a huge charger team now like the fifth on are like the guys like i don't right. know but right. it looks like we're set up for success in in these in these picks right here mm-hmm. so six round pick pick number 200 came scott matlock defensive tackle out of bsu boise state which was awesome boise? to see i love I, seeing i still can't get over that blue field dude watching his get over like, it dude how the hell do you watch <laughs> get football over it, in that blue build field? a bridge and get over it my friend so uh scott matlock will <laughs> be donning number 99 staley had this Tillery. to say about matlock yeah sayonara <laughs> later gator um staley said he's a war daddy Mm. You could end the quote right there. What he says, more daddy. (laughs) That term applies to him, how he plays, and the type of leadership that he had at Boise State, that type of mantle that he earned as a captain there. I think you'll see that in our draft. We joined up with a lot of players with production, but also the leadership intangibles that we really value. We were able to spend a lot of time with him. So... Uh did you see some of the videos of this guy? Well, he, yeah. He's crazy, dude. <laughs> the like, guy's crazy. And I'll, like the the first video that I see is him catching touchdowns. And yeah, I said, well, wait, in, wait, yeah. wait, defensive tackle. Yeah. Why is he catching touchdowns? And I guess they had some special special plays over there at BSU for, for him to sneak in and get wide open, apparently. And <laughs> as long as he can catch the ball, that's a touchdown right there. I just, I just want to propose. I want to go back to that Viking versus Shark. Um, <laughs> battle. This guy feels like a ginger Viking that I would put money on uh, defeating the shark. Like Dang he gets off that shark. energy that he goes like <laughs> berserker mode and won't stop until something's dead and he's going to eat your soul, which is kind of cool. It's yeah. so crazy that Kevin hasn't been able to stop thinking can't get about over that debate that he lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm basically on the lookout for any Viking that could any destroy Viking a shark. that could yeah. be the shark. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on it. It's something that's going to be in me for the rest of my life. Well, Garrett Sisti also pointed out, looking at the numbers, Chargers six-round pick Scott Matlock was not invited to the Combine, but his numbers at his pro day versus defensive tackles from the Combine, he would have been ranked. And that would be first in the three-cone, first in the shuttle, tied for second for the 40-yard, tied for third on bench, tied for third on broad, and fifth in the vertical. So why was he not not invited? I am so glad that he wasn't because if he was, he would have been drafted much earlier than where we got him. Probably, yeah. (laughs) One, look at those. That's top five in everything. Yeah. He's a local um, Boise kid. I'm pretty sure sure he grew up just outside of Boise in Idaho. And so he went to his hometown team that he loved. Yeah. He didn't go to the giant school. And so you don't, you get overlooked when you go to Mountain West. That's just what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, in fact, there was a interesting thing. I, I'm not going to be able to quote it specifically, but 
uh, when I looked at his profile, they they posted on Reddit. Somebody was posting on Reddit all of like the kind of profiles of the players that we were picking up, and his backstory of being uh, he was adopted when he was younger, and so he grew up as an adopted kid, losing his parents at a young age, mm-hmm. and just fought through all of that to become the kick ass football player that he is now. Guy's been fighting adversity his entire life, basically, right. and so now to come into this to be a Charger player, obviously a character guy. That yeah. Staley and Telesco saw and and produces and I mean at least for the underwear Olympics or his pro day yeah. puts up some numbers. So I'm excited for this pick. This pick could be like the the big one for us this it year. It could be, it really could be. Yeah. Well, finally, round seven don't comes around. We called this one. Well, you didn't. You, <laughs> and a seventh rounder. We called you didn't, one pick. You didn't call it, but you said, <laughs> if this happens, yeah. you put some stakes on the line, my friend. And that's I Max Duggan, QB out of TCU, wearing donning number eight. It looks uh. so weird seeing his name on this jersey. D-U-G-G. <laughs> it just looks so bizarre. It's like, it's, I'm so Kyle, you made a custom it. uniform with your own last name on it. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so it's so crazy, dude. Like just yeah. looking at it is crazy. We gotta I'm, go on one of those online sites and see if we're related somehow. Back, let's see if he's done twenty three and me. Yeah, I'll have yeah. a look. We'll see if we're connected <laughs> yeah. in any way. We gotta see if there's somehow some some relation, some lineage there. that you can yeah. go back That'd to. Be instant clout for an interview. He couldn't turn us down. <laughs> yeah, has to um, just DM and be like, look, look at my name. I a what what time on. would you like to be on the show? <laughs> yeah. Just give me a time and a place, and I'll be Here, there. Here's the times we have available. You pick. <laughs> you, yeah. Let me know. So Telesco had this to say about quarterback Max Duggan from TCU, the third TCU player that we drafted. Uh, Down there at that point in the draft, the seventh round, we thought he had some traits to work with. Dual threat quarterback, (laughs) tough, strong, physical, fast. Not typically the first four traits you say for a quarterback, but he has them at such a high level and really good arm strength. Uh, He has some skills to work with, so give him a chance to come in and to compete. Uh, to see him play through the course of his career. He has that toughness that is hard to find. We'll take it and go from there. I think that's how most people feel about me. We'll take him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, hey. You know, yeah. not, a, not a glowing confidence in, in a Duggan, but he's got some he's interesting affordable. traits. Hey, he's, he's reliable and he's yeah. strong as shit. Like, let's just get him in here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the, the outcry from a lot of Charger fans, and I kind of yeah. understandably so, taking a quarterback in the seventh round. Well, it, here... Here's the deal. Here's I don't the understand argu- it at all. Here's I don't the understand the backlash with that bullshit. There's like 12 picks after us. One of those 12 guys were you. Did you know any of them? First of all, second of all, how much would you have paid to get him them over Duggan? Because that was it. That that yeah. was it. This was a quarterback that went to the national championship and did all it was the a Heisman he Trophy did. finalist. Heisman Trophy finalist. Yeah. And everyone is just mad that they didn't want to carry three quarterbacks. And I get it. We have Justin Herbert. We're never going to see. D-man play. Well, but you still, these are a seventh round pick. Most of these guys don't even make rosters. This right. could be a backup for a long time. We only have a stick on a one-year deal. Let's see right. what happens. And the thing about a quarterback is they have so much value compared to a backup, backup, backup defensive lineman or a backup, yeah. backup, backup linebacker, whatever you would have drafted in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. You're not going to turn those guys into picks later on. Mm-hmm. Max Duggan comes out and balls out in preseason for three years in a row. 
in three years, halfway through the season, someone goes down, you get a third, fourth round pick out of it. And you had a backup that whole time. There's just even the value of backup, decent backup quarterbacks is so high that this could eventually turn it. This is like an investment almost. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you said, Kev, if it doesn't happen, he goes into all of those guys that you would have drafted in the seventh are on that list of free agents that we picked up undrafted yeah. free agents. Like there was only, like you said, 12 guys. Why yeah, are we all up in like arms that. about it? Like I'm not, chill. The right. people that were, I immediately muted because they don't know what the f- they're talking about. No offense. Like that's right. ridiculous to be mad at this pick. It is ridiculous right. to be mad. And not it's, because he has the same last name as me. It's just ridiculous that one of those 12 guys was <laughs> one of your no, guys. You know what's It doesn't great? make any f- sense. It's, it's great. Cause you know what happened? These charger fans watching this game, watching this draft. Yeah, not I even a game, a draft. I, yeah. I want to be mad. None of these I picks have pissed me off. None yet. of these the picks fuck? have pissed me off. These are great picks. Oh, what here we go. Oh, oh I'm ready. This is my last chance. This is the night inning. I'm ready. Hello. You get a wave. Yeah, this, that's what happened is that pent up wanting to be pissed off Charger fan energy just got unleashed <laughs> on Max Duggan because he was the last pick of the draft. Yeah. Right. And you don't need to be f***ing bringing that Duggan heat for no reason. Give him a yeah. break. Yeah, it's yeah. a Duggan. You thought, well, you thought, thought we'd make were, it easy. When was the last time you were a finalist for the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You thought we defended Lombardi? This guy's got Ooh, our name. Oh, here we go. <laughs> will never end. <laughs> no. <laughs> you thought oh, Lombardi was bad. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't <laughs> wait to watch these preseason games. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So we're going to be going down with the ship so on that one. <laughs> I can't wait for the argument between Stick and Duggan. Like, at some oh, point, if, is that a conversation team that Duggan. starts to happen? It could. Yeah. It really could. Team Duggan versus Team Duggan. Stick. Yeah. I love it. Well, that was all of the picks for the Chargers. We never saw any moves, no trade-ups, no trade-downs. Everybody just stayed the course. These are our picks, and off to the races they went. So awesome-looking group, and obviously a chunk of undrafted free agents or uh, rookies as well. Um, So going to be a lot of competition at camp. And do I remember correctly that this is the year where they're going to hold basically all 90 guys all the way up to, like, the last preseason game and then yeah, just do a mass cut. The cut. I yeah, think that's right. So that's crazy. That is crazy. That's going to be hell. Oh, that's going to be like going to have opportunities. You know, there's that a lot hard of knocks guys. is going to be brutal. That this, last episode. Yeah. Oh, the going to suck. Cut. There's no cuts anymore. Yeah. That was the only reason why that show was fun. There's going to be one yeah. episode and it's the red wedding for those that watch Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> it is the red wedding of hard uh, knocks. Um, so draft grades come out and. I mean, I don't know how much stock you can put in them. I've seen people give Chargers A pluses and F minuses, but uh, per, I think this was PFF. PFF. Yeah. PFF gave Chargers an A minus, Denver Broncos B plus, Raiders B minus, and Chiefs B minus. So for the AFC West, PFF says that we're the winners of the draft. Hey, I'll take, I'll take wins. I'll take wins. Yeah. Even though it's PFF, because I saw a lot of stuff saying that we were like C minuses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, in Whatever. my head, that was an A draft. I that really was one of the best drafts that. I've seen in yeah. a long time. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see these guys hit the field, and I'm also excited to see the schedule get released oh. uh, because we all saw what happened last year. How could they possibly right. top it? <laughs> the, it's a smart social media team, so they have to have a plan. It can't just yeah, be like, yeah, well, yeah. we'll write well, it we on a napkin it. and throw we it in front of the camera. Last year, we're done. Come on. No, this Back is, and they're in LA. I expect some celebrity. I agree. I think uh, see some celebrity sightings coming. appearances. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, 
something. I don't know. Or like, <laughs> for some reason, I, I sense, uh, oh, what's our guy he, uh, from uh, Say by the Bell? Um, oh, uh, Mario later. Lopez. Mario Lopez, kind of, yeah. I, I, I want to feel like there's some like Say by the Bell, Mario Lopez kind of fucking something there. I that don't know what be. it is, but he was such a part of that, like the, uh, the party on day one. I feel like there's some connection there. I don't know what it is. Well, we would love to connect you with our Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat. Check out some of the awesome videos we've put over there, like our most recent draft uh, documentary that Kev put together. I'm telling you, folks, it was, if you want a good laugh, (laughs) there's more to come, promise. Uh, Go on over to patreon.com slash charger chat. And we, as always, need to shout out our newest Patreon members. And this week we have Edgar Sandoval. Uh, joining our Patreon. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to the party, pal. Thank you so much. Uh, and if you don't want to go to patreon.com slash chargerchat, that's totally fine. You can go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions and ask both fans to so go check out chargerchat.com. All right. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Folks, time to go on to the next segment. These two lovely ladies gave us a calf teaser last episode. And it was a heck of a calf. I won't, I won't lie. That was a beautiful calf. That calf action was uh, incomparable. So let's see what they could possibly have for us this week for our brisket abroads. One, two, one, two, three. Well, there's no place they wouldn't try to hang out with Justin and his squad. Get ready to hear their positive thoughts. It's time for brisket Charger chat, brethren. Hello, boat fam. We love you. We miss you. And we are so excited for this season to start already. <laughs> Last season, I felt really excited, but I feel even more excited yeah. this season. I'm Kellen more excited. You're Kellen more excited than me? Yeah. <laughs> no way. I'm Kellen more excited than you. Oh, As previously teased, whilst Kevin, Kyle, and Adam were at the actual draft in Kansas City, Mary and I... We were at the Chargers draft party in Century City, California. Oh. (laughs) I was. The most fun I've ever had at a mall. (laughs) The party was many things. Mm -hmm. If you had to describe it in one word... Someone had a gun to our head, and we had to describe (laughs) the draft party in one word. (laughs) That word would have to be... Touching. Touching. Hey, Zach! Hey, Zach! Woo! Hi, Derwin. 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 Hi,
appreciate you. Derwin James, everybody, all right. Derwin James. creepy though there's no way to say touching <laughs> in unison in a non-creepy way <laughs> well you can't you can't touch them all as they say gotta touch them all it's you and me just in your own destiny i touch you touch me that's not how the song goes moving on so it just wasn't in the cards for me to mm. touch justin this time it wasn't the cards for me. I feel like we should stop saying touch. <laughs> Senior Snappy and Mary got to touch Justin, so I'm really happy for them. It looked like I was looking down and didn't mean it. I uh, definitely felt like you didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm super happy for them. <laughs> Thank you. You're such a good friend. After Senior Snappy fist bumped Justin, he said, I'm never going to wash this hand again. <laughs> and then he said, not that I ever washed it before either. What a silly guy. <laughs> It was a really big day for him. Yeah. Not only did he get physical contact and eye contact from Justin, he also got to declare his undying love for someone. Oh, here, let's hear it. Oh, oh, look at that! So I told him my name, Rivers, like he was like, okay. I said, like, I love you. So and he just like walked away. So there you go. That was my experience with these uh, Spanos. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the draft party was full of magical moments like that. Because the way that it was set up, it was just like a barbecue and you're just mixing and mingling with your friends and having a good time. Dancing to music. It was like this. a barbecue where you're hanging out with your friends and some of your friends just happen to be NFL Hall of Famers. 
Where are my people from the Valley at? Hey guys! We're also going to hear from We think you're super great, Callum. Thank you. Normal stuff. Wow. It was a great day. The greatest. And shout out to Melanie for being a great oh, wingman because she was the one who tapped Dan Fouts on the shoulder and was like, can you sign this for my friend? Which, get away from me! <laughs> Which is what we all need because I was nervous, that, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we all just need someone who can be like, hey, can you sign this for them? You yeah. know? I wouldn't ask for myself, but yeah, come on. Yeah. We got to pay it forward and be wingmen for other people later mm -hmm. on, too. I don't know who's this is, but I'm getting it signed for him. Did, uh, was it a big jump? It was your jump. Okay, oh, yeah. Some kind of little axe, some kind of check oh, mark, something on the calendar ready to go. Uh, wow, yeah, I'm gonna keep this ball. <laughs> there was one point when we realized the guy next to us had an Antonio Gates jersey on when we were right next to Antonio Gates. So we were like, <laughs> Don't you wanna get your jersey signed? Do you have a pen? And then he was like, Oh, I don't know. But then he did. He just needed encouragement. Yeah, we're like, come on, get it signed. Just ask. <laughs> we don't want to bother these football players that we think are so cool. So we need someone else to be like, bother them. <laughs> Afterwards, he was like, thanks for suggesting that. So now we're the Bolt fam. We're here for each other. We're family. So we'll help each other get stuff signed. So that was probably one of my favorite parts of the evening. Um, we realized that the players would have to wait on these stairs before they go on stage. So that's where we hung out. Where they and, were trapped. <laughs> and then we'd try to start chatting with them, usually successfully. Mary asked Zion what his favorite Disney movie was. I did. His favorite Disney movie is Wally. -E. He said he loved Wally -E because you could appreciate it as an adult, not just as a kid. And you could probably appreciate it more as an adult. Beautiful. We also got to talk to Eric Kendricks for a while. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing someone's asked you to sign? We're gonna make more money. Oh, get oh. Give us an idea how you ended up, or share with us how you. Eric Kendricks is so great. He's so really great. So excited for him to be a Charger. Yeah, and he really was getting the crowd pumped up. I think he's excited to be there, which, you know, that's what you want to see. So a lot of the players, we have gotten their signatures already from training camp or running into them. Sometimes we just hold up their drawing to show them like, hey, remember, remember us? <laughs> Don't ever forget us. <laughs> um, so Mike Davis was like, hey, yeah, I already signed it, right? And we're like, yeah. And then he said, 
Maybe we should ask him a good question. Oh, gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I want you to write what's your favorite thing about the sauna? So my autograph book is getting pretty full. Mm -hmm. I successfully got Dan Fouts, Kellen Winslow, Charlie Joyner, LT, mm -hmm. got all their Easy. autographs. <laughs> pretty much gotten every Charger autograph except <laughs> for... <laughs> I swear. <laughs> At least we're keeping the tradition alive. <laughs> this I swear, I swear, by the moon and the stars in the sky. So, you know, that really got us down. Not really, but Keenan Allen lifted our spirits by serenading us. And then we serenaded him back. Cause it was his birthday. Yeah, it was his birthday. We were not expecting Keenan to be there. Mm -mm. Who wants to come into work on their birthday? That was another thing that was pretty cool about the draft party because they had they had advertised which players were going to be there for sure. A lot more players ended up showing up. Yeah, they wanted to be there. Who came, Mary, that wasn't going to be there? We got Zant, Zion Johnson, Eric Kendricks, Vato, Antonio Gates, um, and Mario Lopez. I also did not touch Mario Lopez. What the heck's later? Anyways, see us later. <clears throat> and after we did all those things, we also got to witness uh, the draft pick. Oh yeah. That's why we were there. So true. We've learned a lot more about him now, so we're pretty freaking excited that he's on our team. Mm -hmm. And we love that the Chargers pick people where everyone's kind of like, wait, who's that? That's, <laughs> who's that? That's they, exactly who I want. We're freaking the OG hipsters. We want to like the things before they're cool. We don't want to pick the mainstream, like mm -mm. Zay Flowers. Ugh, that's so uh, mainstream. Everyone's talking about him. Michael Mayer. Ugh. That's so mid. <laughs> That's not something we say. I don't even know what that means. I think it means middle. Not good. It's bad to be in the middle. Oh. You know? Like being a middle child. Average. Basic. Mm. Lame. <laughs> and we ended the evening with a super meta moment where Mary Sports announced Matt Money Smith throwing a bomb downfield.
I don't know if you really noticed, but he'll see this later, hopefully, and appreciate <laughs> yeah. what we did. Or think, oh, I would have done such a better job. <laughs> and he would have. He definitely would have. He was like, my job is safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a freaking wonderful day. So good. It was wonderful from 9.30 a.m. when we got there till 10.30 when we left. Worth it. It was. Brisket brats. Ladies, as per usual, I'm crying from start to finish. Fantastic. Uh, the, the fact video. that they stood next to the stage and touched players. Yeah. That's the kind of crazy stuff I would it do. It is. And I'd be like, Kevin, stop. No, don't. Don't you can embarrass me. Oh, I did it. I love that Antonio Gates was like, hey, what's going on? Wait, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> that was that was everything I expected oh, and God. wanted from, from your experience there. You guys are amazing. And what a party. What a what a turnout of people yeah, and honestly, players. It looks better than our experience because you were with just Charger fans. We were in we were just getting teased left and right and smack talked and and you're in Kansas City, so it's yeah. just red everywhere, and that yeah. just always sucks. So we did ride our birds and flip people off as we that were driving fun. around. Right. That was yeah. good. That and was we had fun. our little island of about 25 Charger fans when we were at there at the event. So yeah, we had that, but man, I, a mall full of <laughs> Charger fans. fans. This yeah. book they have, dude. Can you imagine how much this thing's going to be it. worth? <laughs> you guys got to get like an insurance policy yeah, on you that. Guys be careful. I'm not even kidding. Some of those signatures, like all of them together, like that's absolutely. I'm not even kidding either. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> and the drawings are amazing. <laughs> the drawings are amazing. They did all this work, and I'm just going to take it. <laughs> I challenge the brisket props to get as I'm gonna many wait. same I'm gonna signatures wait they get on Justin one picture as possible. Yeah. All right, ladies, fantastic job. What a party. What a time. Thank you for putting Thank you all for that, putting together. that together. That yeah, was freaking good. That was awesome. All right. Well, time to go on to the next segment. You know them. You love them. It's the Craig experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Hey, yo, CC gang. The biggest of salutes, as always, and to the rest of the whole family was goody. She got Craig in Texas. Not in Texas right now, but I'll get to that in a second. Welcome to a post-draft edition of the Craig Experience. Okay, so, as I was saying before, not in Texas. Uh, actually celebrating my 40th, which is today, out in Cabo San Lucas, which is where I've been for the entirety of the draft. So definitely an awesome experience. Check out the views. Sweet. Pretty dope, right? Yeah, cool. So, anywho, let's do a little bit of draft talk, shall we? Uh, ultimately, I'm okay with how everything went down. Uh, I had some fails during the draft because, as you guys know, he's a really big Zay Flowers fan, and he was right there for the taking. But apparently, the Chargers decided to ride with the bigger body in Quentin Johnston, and, I mean, okay, it's their thing. Kind of have to come to expect it at this point. They're going to opt with the bigger guys, and that's just how they roll. But there's a lot that Quentin offers, and hopefully he can clean up some of the smaller issues and become a large part of the offense. 
to provide some things that they're lacking, particularly in yards after catch. And uh, I know what the 40 time says, but he's a lot faster on field than he is tiny. Um, long try guy, takes him a while to build up speed, but he does add that element. And then the Chargers did address speed in the fourth round with a player that, you know, I feel like they could have had a little bit later, but that's when they decided to go after him. Uh, they had eyes on a particular guy apparently, and they did what they did and pulled the trigger. So, yeah, at least got to give them credit for you know, sticking to their guns and going after the dude that they really wanted. Uh, he doesn't necessarily fit the bill in every aspect offensively as a receiver as I want. And a smaller, more dynamic guy, he's got the speed. But I wouldn't say he's necessarily super duper quick in all directions the way that Zay Flowers is and a playmaker in that regard. I mean, he's got some film of him taking some short passes, uh, you know, to the house. So there's that. Um, so he provides some semblance of it. So I'm happy about that. Um, team actually added to uh, the edge position with Thule, uh, who can also play a little on the inside. So now you've got some quality depth and a guy that's going to develop behind Joey and Khalil Mack. Um, probably going to have a little bit bigger role going into 24, but for the time being, uh, you have somebody that you can get in the mix there. And if one of those two guys has to go down for any certain period of time, you have somebody that you feel a little bit better about, particularly as a run defender and an edge setter. Um, I am happy about the Jarrett Clark signing as an undrafted rookie free agent because he was actually my interior defensive line sleeper, so it was really cool to see him pull that one off. Kind of mix up for the seventh round pick and with the Doug, Duggan Brothers. Brothers, well, I like that one because of the name, but you know, I'll give him a pass. I'm gonna give you guys a hard time because I'm sure y'all are gonna purchase those jerseys. Um, anyway, Jarrett Clark is somebody who can really provide some interior pass rush. He's growing in that way. Um, learned a little bit more about him in his background at high school. He played tight end. Um, I believe he played on the defensive line or edge or something like that. Go check out his numbers in senior season. The amount of touchdowns and sacks he had is pretty freaking ridiculous. So he's definitely a pocket collapser. And uh, that's another way that you can cause pressure on the quarterback, on the interior. You don't necessarily have to have somebody that's super quick twitch and uh, can win in the way like an Aaron Donald. You can also have a guy that can literally take centers and guards and push them into the QB's lap, which uh, Clark is really adept at. Uh, outside of that, you didn't see much in the way of secondary players having been taken during the draft, really any at all. Uh, there were some undrafted rookie free agents, I believe, which leads me to believe that John Johnson is going to be on the phone with the Chargers really soon. Really hoping they get that squared away because uh, that's going to fill a huge hole out there at safety. I think the Chargers are better served with a veteran lining up opposite of Derwin as opposed to a rookie. And, um, you know, you got JT Woods out there that's still developing, and I believe that they want to get him the chance to do that. So he'll see some burn this year, but um, they probably don't want to just throw him out there full front force after not seeing much time last year. So John Johnson seems like the perfect uh, segue to that happening. Kind of pass the torch over to him after a year or two. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, no running back taken in a draft because I'm sure the team believed all along that Austin Eckler would be there uh, because they hold all the cards there. He wasn't in a position to force a trade. So um, with there being no leverage in that way, it's probably just one more year of Austin Eckler left and then they'll figure out the rest. Um, Isaiah Spiller, you guys know, been a big fan of his. We'll get an opportunity to be a bigger part of the offense next year, I assume. 
and uh, Joshua Kelly is still there as an improvement back as well. So ultimately, again, I give the Chargers props for filling a lot of holes in the draft. I wouldn't necessarily say they signed a whole lot of needle movers, but they did get some guys who ultimately feel like they'll be contributors in year one, which the team needs. They can't afford to have early round draft picks who ride the bench and offer them next to no value in the first year. So, especially when you look at some of these bigger contracts coming to the end, and uh, a lot of guys, or at least a couple, won't be around in 2024. So you would like for some of the younger guys to get some burn, so that they're not just completely thrown to the wolves next season. But uh, that's it for now. I'm gonna get back out here and enjoy my time. I will be back home soon. And the next time you see me or hear from me, I will in fact be back in uh, my normal spaces. And uh, we'll be chatting, breaking down some more stuff. Maybe about the draft, maybe about some new news. Who knows, it'll be a couple weeks. But anyway, it's been me. I appreciate you guys know who it is, Mr. Bolt Gang, or Do Not Bang, even in Mexico, especially when I'm uh, out of town. Definitely got to represent War Chargers gear every single day. Got a lot of questions, some funny looks, some people were down with it, but you know what? I don't care, because it is Bolt Gang that don't bang. For life. <laughs> Till the next time, y'all take it easy. Uh, catch y'all in the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, Craig was... In the fields, but in the fields, no more. He has come to terms that Zay was not the guy. It is Quentin Johnston. So good on you, Craig, for coming to terms welcome with back. it. Yeah, welcome yeah. back. Coming to big terms guy. is a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, not our reality. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, those are the guys for, yeah. for the running back room which is fine yeah. by me i want to see I, isaiah spiller I spent some ra- we've spent some decent round picks on those guys so you want them to pay off yeah i'd like to hear how rike feels now about 10 like two weeks removed from the draft because he was hurting <laughs> oh, yeah. not Bichon's getting Bichon. so he wanted him bad. so bad yeah, yeah. and uh, checking on our friend yeah we I'll, do i'll text him yeah <laughs> And it'll be interesting if, uh, I mean, John Johnson is still floating around out there yep. for for safety. Kyle I mean, Benoy is still out right? there open as a depth piece in a lot of spots. Right? So there's still, I think, still some moves to potentially be made. I feel like we still got some cap space to play with. Yep. Not a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's doesn't not matter. <laughs> we can go restructure through more contracts when we have a bunch of money again. So <laughs> restructure everybody's contract. Yeah. You get a restructure. You get a restructure. Yeah. We just so, take next year off. No team. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> gonna have a down year. Turn the lights off at the building. We're gonna yeah. save our money and use it next year. Yep. Make some strong investments. Well, it's restructuring. <laughs> yeah. So, Craig, try not to have too much fun there in Cabo. You son of a bitch. But uh, thank you for still giving us an awesome Craig experience. And I just want to say this was his 99th episode of uh the, the craig, craig experience, experience. wow so Come next on. one next time you see him it'll be the old uh 100 i better see a balloon or confetti or something <laughs> craig a party hat i'll take it just give <laughs> me something hat. craig not to pop some shit to celebrate your 100th thank you craig um all right time to go on to the next segment ask bolt fam oh, shit. let's get to it <laughs> 
<laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, love you, boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam. And we started off with one that I promised to do last episode, coming in hot, Mr. Peckar, who asked me to do a little ditty. And it goes something like this. Ham, you're so cool. And with the charges, you're gonna rule. Herb, you're so cool. You're gonna win a big ring for your hand. Justin, 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 Justin Herbert, Justin, 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 Justin Herbert, we love you. Oh, brisket broads, eat your Reedies and also Craig too. 10,000 Charger Chatteteers are rooting for you. Herbert, your wish is about to come true. The Lombardi's for you. Oh, Justin, 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 Justin Herbert. Justin, 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 Justin Herbert. We love you. Oh, Herbert. Oh, Herbert. Herbert. We love you. That was a really good Jack Black, dude. I'm not even kidding. That like when you went the ah, like that was solid. <laughs> well, I've listened to him for long enough. To, <laughs> that to was channel awesome. channel the Jack. What a beautiful song, Mr. Well, Pecker. Mr. Pecker, I hope you and your daughter are happy with that. Thank you for <laughs> for that the request. Awesome. Uh, let's waste no time and move on now to Brock Bud. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Just wanted to thank you guys for all the great content you guys put out every single week. Whenever I take my three and a half hour, three and a half hour drive home from college, I always put on the podcast and make the drive that much easier to go way faster. I'll be listening to this week's show on Wednesday as it is my last time making the trip this year. My question is this. What was your guy's favorite moment while attending the draft? For me, besides the Chargers' picks, it was watching a random Packers fan get pissed off after they took Van Ness when he was begging for JSN. Thanks again. Kate, love you. Bye. P.S. Appreciate you for having me on Fan Focus after the second Chiefs game this post past season. Absolutely. Heck yeah, Brock, bud. I mean... Yeah, might be certified not, fresh not and ask both fans. Yeah. No, it's partial fresh. Partial it's, freshness. Uh, yeah, it's a he little hit stale. Certified expiration date. Kind of stale, but still edible. Yeah. All right. Favorite draft moment. Ready, set, go. Just, dude, just hanging out. I think it was that when we got into the inner circle yeah, and we were two. just losing yeah. our shit. Like, for me, I think, besides hanging out with you guys and the whole experience, was randomly getting to take a picture with Roger Goodell. And then just, just... It, I was like, "What the? F- what just happened for me?" I like that. That was never on my radar. Or something that would ever happen. So I was yeah, crazy. yeah. For me, it was the, the whole day too. We woke up, went top golf with our <coughs> battle bowl club friends, and then I don't know, just the in, environment of being around Charger fans that are all 
crazy Charger fans. Like, yeah. Not just like, oh, yeah, we go to the games. It's me and my wife, and we have the jersey, and we sit down, and we watch the game. It's like these are all the same kind of psychos as us that, yeah. <laughs> like, you have all the gear, and you talk about the gear that you have and w- what your plans are for next se- season and the tickets that you bought and the new gear, like, all that stuff. Like, it just made you feel it made me feel less crazy and yeah. like at home. And it was just like, it, it was rejuvenating for this next season for sure. Those conversations could go on for days. Like that's yeah. somebody you could sit down with and talk with for days as those yeah. are hard, hard, yeah. hard. Yeah. I would have to, I mean, it, day two is the day, but I, I'm going to say, you know, riding the birds with you guys through, <laughs> through the awesome. streets of Kansas city, <laughs> throwing birds. We're all riding birds. <laughs> yeah, It doesn't get much better than that. So it was so much fun. All right, Brock, but thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daryl Sandlin, 21, who asked the question. Congrats, guys, and another awesome episode after day two. Now we're looking forward to your thoughts on day three. Have to say, to hear you guys mention you saw Motley Crue live floored me, seeing as how they're one of my favorite bands. Although I will say I wish it was the 80s again when they're Really tore it up to live and you three would tore it up live, tore it up, live, tore it up live. And uh, you three would have had a real rock and roll party with endless boobs, booze and debauchery. Hell, I've got Motley Tats as well as Charger Tats. Go look up their wild side vid from 1987. Now on to day three. I dig the pics, especially uh, Big Red Scott Matlock. The dude says he's coming to take souls. Versatile on both the O-line and D-line. Imagine Kellen M. lining him up as a decoy tight end. The only thing I screamed at was taking a QB in the seventh. What the freak? To me, it was a waste of a valuable pick. Needed another D-line or O-line body. Anyhow, proud of you guys and glad you had a great time. And thanks for sharing with us and keeping us smiling. K, love you, bye. All right, well... Motley Crue was pretty badass, dude. That was a wild show for sure. And I I feel like there were some like 40, 50-year-old ladies in the crowd that were ready to go crazy. (laughs) But the NFL vibe was like, "Uh uh-uh, not Uh -uh. here. Not here. Careful. Careful. (laughs) Sarah. Deb. (laughs) Put the shirt down. (laughs) Careful. Careful. Think about it. Those things need support. Keep that on. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, we already kind of talked about taking a QB in the seventh. I, I, I don't see. A, here's the thing. I, I don't think people that like <laughs> that didn't like this. Uh, the, the people that didn't like this pick, like you're not f-ing idiots. Like I said earlier. OK, I'm going to walk that back. I got a little fired <laughs> up. But I do want I do want to go back to the point of like, what of those other 12 picks were you like? That's right. my guy. Because right. none and, of them were for me. For seventh the, round, we picked up how many? undrafted rookies like yeah at least another 10 or 15 and there were some o-line bodies in there that i mean unless one of those 12 was the o-line body that you really wanted or the d-line body like they're not they're seventh rounder you got a heisman finalist in the seventh round like let's let's if if you're happy up until that point this was a great draft because i think a lot of people want only carry two quarterback so that way we can have more players on the roster i get mm. that whole perspective that's like the narrative that's been going around all the podcasts and bolt beat and all the guys like they can have that that's totally fine but 
a seventh is like kind of a throwaway pick in a lot of lot of ways. Like not a lot of right. seventh rounders are still on rosters. Yeah, if we're talking third round or fourth round, then yes. Yeah, understandable. I I, yeah, I love yeah. that. If you took a quarterback round, in the third or fourth round, yeah. fifth round, I'd have been pissed. Exactly. You know, it's like those guys are have an opportunity to make an impact. It's just in the seventh round, it's I don't know. I I was not upset. I, just think of it this way: if you're the only time you're upset is the seventh round, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good draft, right? Yeah, and the fact yeah. that you even knew who the guy was in the seventh round—that's right. an awesome draft. Got a big name, boys. You got a big, <laughs> big name in the seventh, seventh round. round. Come on, yeah, great name too. Schmeisman, fantastic. Let's go. What's the baby's name, Kyle? Well, I already have a son named Pax, so I think it's close <laughs> enough. Pax and Max. Yeah, that's Let's pretty go. close. <laughs> Pax my, and Max. My oldest is Pax Duggan, so that's pretty damn close. I'm gonna count that as a credit. Did you did you talk to Hillary about it at all? <laughs> Hillary listened to the episode and she goes, Yeah, that's not happening, bud. <laughs> she she is creating the life, so she gets more of a say on the naming yep. of that life for okay. sure. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Hey, we get Jay Pax can become Max. We just yeah. start calling him Max. You call him whatever you want, for sure. All right, cool. Your oldest <laughs> is now Max. Okay. <laughs> done and done. 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 Daryl Sandlin, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolted Asherman, who asked the question. Bolted Asherman here with warnings for those who would hate on a number one pick, Quentin Johnston. Listen up, Charger fans, and don't get caught up in the hate. The last time everyone was so damn negative and downright mean about our first round pick, Justin motherfucking Herbert happened. Sons of bitches are gonna be tripping out when Quinton Johnston starts having 200 yard games. Uh, can I get a hill pack of years? Uh, Kevin Kyle Vuldog, give me QJ1 for Offensive Rookie of the Year. One more time, gentlemen. Hail Pekka, yes. Go Chargers, Bolts of f***. Love you, bye. This is a great observation. I think that there, there's been so many people that were upset here because there were so many other guys they wanted, i.e. Tua, when it happened for me. And the Chargers made the right choice. So we're good at first-round picks. So let's just lean into that. Yeah. Just lean into what what exactly what he just said. I get being upset if your guy doesn't get picked. Like yeah. Bijan Robinson going before Chargers even had a shot. I get it. You can be upset about that. Being yeah. upset at the player before they've had a chance to throw or come catch on. a ball. I mean, come on. I mean, come give on. give, give, I mean, give the guy. On. Yeah. I mean, let the guy. I mean, hell. I mean, <laughs> wasn't like Tyreek Hill like a third rounder? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was other wide receivers, I'm sure, that went before Tyreek Hill. Like that Tyreek Hill? Ugh. Like, uh, in the third? I mean, I guess, but... What if Darius Davis becomes that? That's what I'm What you saying. thought Zay Flowers was going to be. And guess what? Technically, he's faster because he had a higher mile per hour than uh, Tyreek Hill in all his plays last year in the NFL. Yeah. So Just if, saying. If Tyreek Hill is Cheetah, then what is Darius Davis? Yeah. His dad. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's light speed. His daddy. Faster. <laughs> faster than a cheetah. He's a faster war daddy. He's his war daddy. All right. <laughs> Bolted Asherman, thank you for the refresher. Uh, let's move it on now to Kyle Goodwin, who asked the question. Finally, something to dive into and get excited about after months of emptiness looking back to what could have and should have been. 
I literally said at halftime as I'm dancing in my underwear, annoying my wife to her wits end, Babe, we win in this. If we lose at this point, I'll eat our cat's fecal matter, oh, which now I feel responsible for them losing and grown an addiction to kitty poops. It's uh, pretty good. You guys should uh, try it. It's like a sour ammonia flavor, yet uh, creamy three musketeers with a nice salty crunch. Anyway, who's the player that surprises us from the draft, you think? This was so gross. <laughs> I'm reading this going like, oh, God. Oh, God. Mm. But with a voice, it's somehow better. Uh, but the question being, player that surprises us from the draft. Max Duggan, first preseason game, just <laughs> to 300 yards and four touchdowns. And you all eat your words about our seventh round pick. <laughs> um, I love it. And you know who's going to hit? Quentin Johnson and Darius. They're going to be just flying down the field. It'll be a TCU all over again. Yeah. I love um, it. Uh, I second that. But I, I also think the guy that I think is going to have an impact pretty quickly, and I he wasn't. I didn't even know about him. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I don't watch any Boise games. Um, is Matlock, dude? I love scary guys, especially guys that are called War Daddies. <laughs> um, I'm on board for that. So that that was. I didn't know who he was when he was drafted, but then once you start looking into him, what he's all about, what he what he does, you're like, holy shit! How did we get this? And he was like, if you're if you're going off testing, he was top. He's the top testing and you know interior de- defensive lineman. So yeah. that's that's exciting. That's really cool. It's kind of a Olshansky vibe. I'm getting I'm getting some Shanskys out of <laughs> getting this guy. some Shanskys vibes. <laughs> Love it. I would have to say the same. I, I'm Matlock. I think is the guy that's going to surprise a lot of people and end up in the rotation a lot more than I think we might expect. So uh, those are our picks, Kyle Goodwin. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bert one zero nine seven. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Who do you like in the NHL playoffs? I don't know. I'm Who's out. In it? <laughs> Kings are out. I'm out. Kings are Hockey's out. done yeah. for me, man. I'm all done. Right now, I'm pulling, like, when I watch, if it's on TV and I don't have any other sports going, I'm just pulling for the Kraken because they're a new team. They're kind yeah, of on sure. the West Coast. I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, Seattle yeah, team, just, right? Yeah. 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 They got a cool logo. So, and they're just kind of the underdogs. They're, they're a brand new squad. Feels like a, Team I root for. I think didn't the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup their first year as a team? They didn't win. I think they got. They got. They they got there. They got there. They got. I I don't think they won yet. Yeah. So it's a hey, good sign for them if that's the case. All right. Well, probably not the answer you wanted, Bert one zero nine (laughs) seven, but it's the answer you get. Thank you for asking the question. (laughs) Let's move it on now to Boltzilla, who asked the question. Did you guys see that Keenan Allen was the mass singer as the gargoyle? I had not watched a performance till I found this out, and I was genuinely impressed at his vocal skill. If you were each to be placed on the show as a mass singer, what costume would you wear? And what karaoke song would you sing? By the way, thanks for all the off-season content. Great job representing the bulk gay at the draft. Caleb, you bye. That was crazy. I, we it was kind of like sprinkling around social media. Like I heard, I heard well before it was announced it was him that it was him. So I had, I kind of mm. knew it was coming. But it was rad to see him on it. That's cool. He's got a great voice. I yeah. yeah. Anybody that's watched any of his off season content, I mean, if he finds a piano in a hotel lobby, he's, he's walking up to it, playing it, and singing at the same time. So, yeah. guy's super talented singer. I haven't seen his mass singer performance, but I think it happened while we were at the draft. I think James Ebo 
showed the phone and was like, hey, look, it was Keenan Allen. Oh, like, oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Night. Nice. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to hear his performance, but I can only imagine it was amazing. But that's not the question. The question is, <laughs> if we were to each to be placed on the show, what costume would we wear and what song would we sing? Kev would be a Viking. Viking singing <laughs> Thunderstruck. Yeah, there you go. Thunderstruck! I can see that coming. Yeah. I have a comical rendition of Thunderstruck in karaoke, and it goes pretty well when I do it. <laughs> it I cough good. like this afterwards for a couple you days, do. but it's, yeah, it's, it's worth really it. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> what karaoke would you do, Kyle? I'd love to see I, that. I've never, honestly, I've never done karaoke, so I don't know what song would be my go-to. Um, what song do you sing in the car? Do you sing in the my car? My neck. My back. My, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't. I don't have any go-to songs. That's the hard part. No tunes that you hum. Careful. You have to be careful with karaoke songs because if they get too pitchy or up and down, and then you get lost. I don't know. No, you just get quieter. You don't get louder when you're not mm-hmm. sure about what's going to happen. You just get louder and you get Take everyone it down involved. an octave. You yeah. get it. Look at everyone yeah. drinking, not paying attention. You're like, let's go. Get your hands in the air, <laughs> yeah. and then you get back into it. Come on, you got to play the room. It's yeah. more about got performance it. than it is about how well you perform. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Holy, what about you? Well, what wait, what costume would you wear if you had to wear a mass singer esque costume? Ginger Viking. I just want to clarify. Be a ginger Viking. <laughs> those are the best kind. Those are the rarest ones. That's the rarest one. A card's worth a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I've I guess I would dress up like a like a padre bald head. Perfect. Cloak on, go nacho vibes. Maybe I'll sing the nacho song. There you go. Come on. Don't tell me you can't sing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Done. Um, What about you, Wooldog? Let's see. I would probably sing. My go-to at karaoke is always Johnny Be Good. Um, And I would probably dress up as the little poop emoji because it (laughs) sets the tone or sets the level of expectation and then maybe people I think it's gonna be water. shit and yeah. then you yeah. you know it's Kill refreshing it. yeah. yeah all right boltzilla thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to cerberus 21 who asked the question not to be a debbie downer a negative nancy or a suicidal sally but i'm very concerned with certain position depth Edge and wide receiver last year didn't have sufficient depth, and it was the core to a lot of our struggles. This year, safety and tight end feel like they don't have sufficient depth. Alohi Gilman is starting next to Derwin, which I'm not super comfortable with, and I have no faith in JT Woods with his tackling problem. I don't know if you guys remember the two-game stretch with McKitty and Stone Smart playing most of the tight end snaps but the blocking was atrocious and the receiver separation was lacking. What's the point of having five top-tier offensive linemen just for the edge to give way and blow up our tight end and ruin the play? Which position worries you more, or is there another position that worries you further? Cerberus. Who's shit in your coffee this morning? Yeah, worries, worries. Come on, buddy. Worry, worry, worry. Don't be um, so sad. Don't be, it'll be okay. It'll be, be okay. okay. I mean, the great thing about, you know, McKitty and Stone Smart is they're not our starting tight ends. We'll no. have. Oh, they're three, four. Yeah. That's like the depth, depth, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I'm not worried about tight end. It would have been nice to have a dual type of guy, but that's just not part of the that plan wasn't, this year. So, yeah. don't force, don't force a square part into a round. Square peg in a round hole. Square peg into a round hole. That's mm-hmm. what I was going for. Um, so that's just not part of the offense. So 
I think we have a consistent tight end room. They all can do similar things. So you have that role and that's the depth that you need there. Um, to me, it's safety um, with the unprovenness of JT Woods. I don't, I think Alohi is, is good. I think he's solid. I don't think yeah. that Miami game was great. Yeah. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he'll be a good safety. Um, but I would love for him to be our third safety that pops in on packages. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be really nice to go get uh, another starting Johnson. safety. Yeah, Johnson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where I that's kind of where I where I land with the depth piece. That's the only one to me that's a little bit scary is the safety room. Also, the the corner room. I mean, you got three studs in Davis, Asante, and JC if he's back. But um, after that, it it does it's it's young, young guys that mm-hmm. haven't had a whole lot of playing time. So uh, it's a whole defensive backfield is a little bit, a little bit scary after the starters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too worried. I honestly, a lot of these guys that we were like, not too happy with last year, as far as like being a rookie and not coming in and stepping up second year. I mean, these guys put on a ton of muscle between their first and second year. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm excited to see some of these rookies from last year, come in and just see how they perform in their second year, because they've had a taste at least of what the NFL brings, and they're ready now to accomplish their goals and their positions. So I'm not too stressed about about any position, honestly. I think we've got some solid depth out of this draft, and I'm just excited to see what the roster ends up shaking out to be. And, and I think for offense, there's too many unknowns. Like we, yeah. We're all excited about this new offensive coordinator. Everything you didn't like about some of those positions and that depth was based on another scheme. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to, you know, maybe don't get so worried about it yet until we can kind of see the first quarter of the season and then you can think about it. But I, I'm I'm feeling like the stones are in a row. Our wide receiving core is awesome right now. Our offensive line hasn't been this good in years. Like everything is lining up to have a, a stud offensive um, team. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the secondary, but that's coach's forte. That's what he does. He wouldn't not bring the person in he needs if he didn't feel confident in the guys he had. So we're just going to have to roll with it and see what happens and just get a lot of freaking pressure and make, make him make mistakes. Big time. So Cerberus 21, don't be a suicidal Sally. Put it's the gun okay. down. We'll it's okay. Right. We'll be all right. But thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Wade Mix, who asked the question. Among the undrafted rookie free agents that the Los Angeles Chargers picked up after the draft, who has the potential to follow in Austin Eckler's footsteps, not only making the team, but also excelling on the field? K, love you, bye. Well, uh, not knowing a lot of the <laughs> undrafted uh, free a- or rookies that we've picked up, we didn't uh, know guys in the sixth and seventh rounds. For yeah, God's sake. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we we're not the uh, the deepest divers on the research side of things, but uh, we do have a guy. His name is Craig. You know him. You love him. You and him. <laughs> you experience him. And uh, the one that he talked about is Jared Clark. Now, yeah. I don't know a lot about Jared Clark, but if he gets the Craig seal of approval, count me in. They were they yeah. were saying he was the number one guy. That should have been drafted. That was sitting there, and he chose he chose the Chargers. Mm. So that's that's promising. That is promising. That. Yeah, um, yeah. He he seems like a a little bit of a game wrecker type of interior defensive lineman. That he's just he's got a motor. He's really strong and big. Um, I went to Liberty University, and they're like that was like our big rival for a couple of years. 
Um, and Coastal Carolina is a good little program. And it, they're not the biggest school in the world. That's probably why he went a little bit unseen, untested against big talent. But that'll be a fun guy to watch in camp to see how he sizes up with, with NFL size men. Or just the top tier college program guys. You know what I mean? We'll see. Yeah. yeah. He should have been playing in that mix a little more. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go, Wade Mix. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gavin Gibson, who asked the question. After last year's schedule release video, how do you think they'll improve on it? Last year was so amazing, I don't know how they could. If you guys had to create a schedule release video, what would you guys do? As always, bulk up. K-love you, bye. Yeah, and Gavin, how was your trip to the United States of America? Yeah. I hope you had a good time, my friend. Yeah, how many shirts did you bring? Yeah, I want to count. I want to count. I want to know. Um... um all I'm right, so, so schedule release see. video. I'm so excited to see what they're going to come up with. They're the most creative team, social media wise, in all the NFL. So yeah, it's next level shit. I, really. I I'm gonna say they team up with Disney and Marvel and find a way to incorporate oh. the multiverse. They go all in, hundred yeah. million dollar budget on the release video. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they have yeah. to. They, they to have compete to. if they want to yeah. keep go competing yeah. and they want to keep being a top tier. Yeah. You go into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the big boys play. Yeah. That's up where they're in the top top. That's how you know. That's the cream of the crop. So yeah. um, all right. I I don't could you guys think of anything better I, than I, I think it's gonna be I, I don't I don't know why Mario Lopez is just like a, just <laughs> something going on in my brain with Mario Lopez. I don't know what it is. Maybe Your crystal I'm balls wrong. is Mario Lopez. It's it's feeling Mario <laughs> Lopez and they probably built sets and they did a whole like you know. Say by the bell thing. I don't know why I feel on that, but I'm, I just am. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, Gavin. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Sandman 69 USA. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? With the schedule being announced this week, which team would you like to see at the home open game? I would love to beat the shit out of the Raiders again. I, yeah, I would not be mad. That's a good way to start a season. Such a great way. Yeah. yeah, just because the Ra- Raider fans are going to talk shit no matter what. But if you beat yeah. them right off the bat, it's just a yeah. little fuel until the next time you play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Broncos either before they start to maybe click with all the new guys in there, catch them early, get yeah. a quick L. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Anybody in the AFC West, just give me one of our divisional opponents. So it's like a meaningful game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, give me one of them. Love yeah. it. I'm all about it. All right, Sandman69 USA, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Swipa Graphics. Certified Fred. Who asked the question? Who do you guys think will play first? How many primetime games do you guys think we'll get? Who are you most excited to play outside of our division? Anyways, love you guys always. Y'all make me laugh at any time of the day when I'm working on graphics or just not in the mood to work on anything. I love you. Bye. Glad we could help. Glad we could help. Yeah. And your graphics are awesome. Keep them up. Yes. I love the swaps and all the stuff you're doing. It's awesome. All right. Well, first, now this could potentially be an away game is our first game of the of the seasons. And I think the answer still stands. You want to just knock out an AFC West opponent yeah. right at the beginning. Let's get yeah. Homer away. Just AFC make West. it make it that kind of a game. Um primetime games. Do you think they go I up mean, or down from last uh, year? You think they go up? So what do we have last year? Five? We, we had boys, quite a few. But one of them was a flexed one. I think we had four scheduled at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
But I just think that the way that Justin and the Chargers played in prime time, I mean, every game was it's so exciting. It was so fun to watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Broncos are getting shit this year, even <laughs> though they did get a new coach. That was the worst it. football I had ever seen. That was always yeah. the worst games. And it was so, so early on in the nine season, to too. Six, like, yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would, I'm going to go with four again. I think that's a, that's think like that's a safe. good number. Yeah. Uh, I'd say four with the flex. We're going to flex into a fifth. I'm with you, Kev. I, I'm going to say we're going to get four, and I think they're going to see Kellen Moore's offense come out there, and it's going to be too exciting not to flex into some kind of a primetime slot. I feel like it'll be like flexed into one of the late ones where Justin's about to have like a 5,800-yard, 6,000-yard season, <laughs> and it's just fucking like we got to get that on primetime. Well, I think it. you... If you look at it, you're going to get one of our Chiefs games for sure is going to yes. be primetime Sunday or Monday. And then the Tua rivalry is another one. We play the Jets. So that's Aaron Rodgers. The, <laughs> Justin Herbert. First Justin time. Herbert. Oh, my God. I forgot yeah. about that. And then, and then you have like, there's we have a lot of big time opponents. We have the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, we have the Packers. And then we have all the our other divisional opponents. So mm-hmm. there's just, I think, four is a pretty comfortable number for for primetime games. Yeah. And then the outside the, the division is four. four. Ha, ha, ha. Sorry. And then outside I the division, what are you, what are you guys most looking forward to? The oh, I'm excited. Game. I'm excited for the bears. Bears at SoFi. Take my brother-in-law. Oh yeah. That'd drive be him fun. home. And oh, tears. did you decide you were going to take him or no, he's going to buy his own tickets, but we'll go together. <laughs> okay. Sit, sit near some other part of the spot. <laughs> I'd like to go to that game as well. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. All right. Swipe a graphics. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to XX Kevin. Kevin? Certified Fresh. Kevin, who asked the question. Looking at this complete roster and our schedule this year, how many games do you think we'll win? And do you guys plan on going to SoFi for any home games this year? Oh, oh Kevin, buddy. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> oh, my you God. You haven't been here long. We are a 17 and 0 kind of podcast. <laughs> That's right, baby. You start here, baby. Why start down here when you can start I right up here? I don't see any team on that schedule that we're not going to beat. That's yes. how my eyes work when it comes to the Chargers. <laughs> like it or not. Yeah, that's we're what it is. 17 and 0. Yeah, and, we, and we're season ticket holders. So yeah, we will season be ticket holders. Yeah. We'll we will most, if not all. Yes. Yeah. So keep an eye out for us, bud. But uh, thank you for asking the question. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for the question. We appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. All right. I got to step away. I'll be right back, guys. Kyle's got to dip out, uh, but we'll get him back in hopefully by the end here. Okay. Love you. See you later. See you soon. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, now it's me and Kevin here tackling these questions. We'll start it off with Ed Boyum, who asked the question. Which non-divisional opponent do you want to steal a dub from the most? For me, it's New England. Just to stick it to them after all the tormenting they've done to us over the years. Yeah, Miami or Baltimore would probably be better for playoff seating, but New England is going to be my choice for selfish reasons. Curious to hear y'alls. You are clearly a longtime Charger fan because the hate for the New England Patriots is very real. Oh, yeah. Not only in my family, but in my heart. So I'm going <laughs> to consider that a yes. I'll get, I'll get on that. that get on that train. Yeah. Patriots suck. And I, I want to see them lose to us. Yeah. More than anyone. <laughs> like in a punishing manner. Because the last time we played them, they beat the shit out of us. Yeah. And it was like a wake up call. We need to like check ourselves. We're not that good. I want to give that to them this year. Well, you know, the only one that I'll say in opposite of that is, do you want to would you risk not getting the dub from the Packers? Would yeah, I risk that. That wouldn't that wouldn't bother me as much because 
if we had to lose a team, it'd be okay because it's my wife's team. I was gonna say, do, it, does Josie would Josie rub it in your in your face? I don't for think a while? so. I don't think so. She might. You say with a smile. I don't think so. I can't guarantee. I can't guarantee anything. But I think she's seen me fall apart too much after losses. So uh, okay. she may just She'd be like, a little put, more sympathetic. She put all the kids between us and say something. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't like fight my way through them to get at her. She used the kids as human as shield. shield. <laughs> I don't know I'm if that'll work. I'm pretty shield. sure you'd throw Sitting those in the kids. babies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, there you go. Ed Boyum, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tom Telesco's burner account, who asked the question. What's the funniest thing that happened to you guys lately? You guys are great, man. I mean, really, man, you guys are charger heroes. If you don't have something funny lately, what's your best knock knock joke? All right. Anything funny happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just told you a story. I'm still laughing. <laughs> As you can tell, Adam cut out probably 500 coughs that I have in this episode. You just see me doing a lot. Yeah. Um, but I went in uh, to the store, to the pharmacy here to like get mu- Mucinex because that's what I need. Right. It's what I You're just need. coughing stuff up. You're not feeling too bad. You're just... Yeah, just have a cough. Got to loosen it up, yeah. Just got to loosen up the shit and let it, let it get out. <laughs> let it fly. And then I go into this place. First of all, zero English. <laughs> and not only zero English, but I'm inconveniencing them with my English. <laughs> uh, that is something cough. they do not. <laughs> cough. <laughs> Respiratory. <laughs> green. Green. <laughs> What? How do you say green? Como se dice? <laughs> they, don't, I don't, they don't speak Spanish either. Um, so, oh, God. So that, so they, they didn't have that. Oh, so that. <laughs> then I got the uh, off-brand uh, Romanian version of Mucinex, and uh, clearly it's not working that great. Was there a, uh, <laughs> is there a mascot on the bottle or anything like that? No. Oh, okay. Well, so, then uh, you might have okay stuff. And I may not be taking the right dose because I can't read the instructions. So, and the guy I work with told me what to take. And, you know, we haven't been seeing eye to eye lately. So who knows what he told me to take? It could be the least amount possible. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm taking the right thing, but I'm shitting my brains out lately. I literally I can't know. stop shitting. This is the weirdest medicine. I, I said chest, not stomach. <laughs> Oh, Get God. this evil out of me, man. my chest, not my stomach. <laughs> not my ass. My chest. Not my ass. <laughs> Keep that together. Oh, God. What, what about you? Anything funny happen? I can't think I'm of good. anything funny, but I've always got this knock-knock joke lined up in my back pocket. So knock-knock. Right. Knock. No, who's there? <laughs> One more time. Knock-knock. <laughs> who's there? Little old lady. Little old lady who? I didn't know you could yodel. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that one <laughs> killed me as a child <laughs> and I've not been able to forget it since. So feel free to use that. <laughs> that's really good. I like that. All right. That's one you can tell your mom. Tom Telesco's yeah. burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Big Daddy Ruiz. Daddy. Who asked the question? Dear Charger Chat Podcast, I'm writing today because I'm a bit sad. The draft was cool and all, but the reason I'm sad is because a few months back, I asked if you guys would do a hot ones on Patreon like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler did, and y'all said you'd be down. I know it must be hard to like get together because of family and living away from each other, but 
Any update on it? I think it would be cool to have the brisket bras ask you three some terrible hard questions and see who answers and who has to go through the pain of eating a spicy wings. <laughs> I'll even be willing to pay for the wings or make them myself. All right. Sincerely, Big Daddy Ruiz. Caleb, bye. Before we get into this, Big Daddy, would you consider your changing your name to War Daddy Ruiz? Because that could be fucking awesome. <laughs> I didn't hear War a word you said because all I could picture was War Daddy War Ruiz. Daddy Ruiz. <laughs> and I want that on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, dude, absolutely. It's been a crazy couple months, but um, I'm sure I can find some Romanian hot sauce. <laughs> to get the knockoff brand. Maybe that's, the- that's what you need. You don't need any... Just medicine need you just need pants. some hot sauce yeah something to right. clear up the sinuses and really open you up but i don't <laughs> i'm sorry god i'm crying yeah all right <laughs> yeah, Big Daddy, don't be sad. We we'll, we'll work on it. It is on the to-do list, <laughs> I is. promise. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to order order the sauce on Amazon, send three different packages out there, and then <sighs> figure it out. <laughs> Make it's it gonna work. it's gonna happen. Um yeah. give us some time though. I promise you it will happen. We only had a few days at the draft, and we didn't want to send Kyle on a plane blasting fire out of his that butt. So <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, he totally forgot about it too. It's totally fucking in the air. <coughs> oh man! All right, Big Daddy Ruiz, thank you. Uh, we we don't mean to disappoint. We will get on that for sure. We're on it, War Daddy. <laughs> War Please Daddy Ruiz. consider. <laughs> consider this. Uh, let's move it on now to Tiger Teb, who asked the question: How did you come to being Bolts fans? Sorry, Adam went too quick. Certified fresh. Ooh, so sorry. I didn't get a chance. Sorry, Tiger Tab. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, we've certainly talked about it before, but we can give the... No, let's do it. Let's do it again. (laughs) Second verse, same as the first. Let's go, baby. Um, Kyle and I, basically our dad was diehard at season tickets when we were little, and Kyle was four. I was 10 when we went to our first Super Bowl. And that was, you know, Junior Seau was the shit in San Diego. And it was just the culture. It was the cool kid thing. And it was awesome. And we went to a lot of games when we were younger. And it just, you know, we were always fans. And it just never went away. It was just part of it. And then Mm -hmm. I think when the uh, move happened, it made it, it forced us to be stronger fans. And then that's when this podcast started. And it just started just got to keep going and now it's now it's just get it's really gotten out of hand i think <laughs> the amount of money we spent on this we spent so much money going to that draft um it's, 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 it's getting out of hand i mean yeah the amount of hats that i've bought i look at my wall of hats and i'm like i've got a problem I've got yeah. way too many charger hats this is an issue um yeah for me I, I grew up in san diego as well we all went to the same high school and stuff and you know, in 2006, I was aware at least of like LT, like break and wreck. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Way to go, San Diego. And then like in college, it was when Kevin was like, no, we are watching Charger games. Sit your ass Like down. it or not. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm sitting down. Just put the gun down. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and so watching the games and, and, and Kevin's enthusiasm for the team was just infectious. And I was like, all right, well, 
I'm going to, I'm going to be watching this team and even going to Idaho, it was like, all right, well, charges are my team that I got to keep watching these guys. And the move happened and it was just like, I'm in Idaho now. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And then Kevin wrangled me into the podcast and the rest is history. Like we just, our affinity for the chargers have just been that much stronger. Yeah. Atmosphere. It's out, it's out into the stratosphere. It's gone past breathable heights we're now holding our breath uh in our love for the charger fan. we're now in our astronaut suits <laughs> <We are. laughs> so tiger teb thank you for asking the question let's move it on yeah. now to a theer kadir there and shout out to zachary shelton you guys basically asked the same question but i'm going with a theer and it goes something like this charges winning the super bowl most likely division winner or wild card before you answer, remember eight of the past 13 champs played on wildcard weekend. Let's go, baby. FTR number 10 MVP. Love you. Bye. I'm with you, man, but I want to win the AFC West. I don't want to be a yeah. wildcard team at all. I want to beat the Chiefs. I want to start it off like, I think it's a confidence thing. It's like after what happened last playoff game, if we can win the AFC West and know that we beat the, you have to beat the Chiefs when you win the AFC West. As you have to, beat, right both, you have to yeah. beat the AFC West to win the AFC West, essentially. <laughs> uh, believe words. it or not. <laughs> um, but having that confidence and knowing that you did that, it, it's different, dude. You get a week off, it rest your different. body. Yeah. You just got to make sure you come out hot. But I, I want to win the AFC West more than anything. That's my, my big goal. It's the first goal. Mm-hmm. All, there's new goals form after that. My first goal is AFC West this year. That's what I want more yeah. than anything. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting stat that you pulled up there, Athir, as far as like eight of the past 13 champs played on a wild card weekend. That is, no pun intended, wild. Uh, but I think getting the conference, that is almost more important to me. Yeah. Like, get, I mean, the Super Bowl obviously is the ultimate important goal for the Chargers, but getting an AFC West division champ like that is I mean when was the last time we've even been able to say that like I have a shirt in my closet I think it's like 94 <laughs> no it's 2000s that was when we were badass but okay I spent a long time. <laughs> that shirt is really old so I think I think we gotta at least do that and um uh, and then, yeah, Super Bowl, Super Bowl bound. Baby. You're doing that. You're just a dominant team. If, exactly. you, if you do that, everything else will kind of speak for itself. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, Athir Kadir and Zachary Shelton, thank you guys for asking Thanks, the question. Guys. Let's move it on now to Rebolted 2006. Who oh. asked the question? Bordelay, <laughs> <laughs> Chargers Chat fam. Continuing my positivity. I'm glad my ex has left me because my dream is to marry a beautiful Hispanic woman, one that is very much attainable with this franchise after visiting Thunder Alley. With that being said, any single diehard Hispanic Chargers fan women between the ages of 25 and 30 following this podcast, please reach out to my newly hired Charger Chat wingman for more details. If this works, I plan to have Adam to be my best man, Kyle be the ordained minister, and Kev can be my bachelor party planner and one bet of the your, groomsmen. Bet your ass. <laughs> now on to the question. I feel like your next big break post-draft is to be invited to a Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco press conference. I always enjoy seeing these, especially when Daniel Popper goes after them both to ask those really blunt questions. 
I also like the return responses from them, whether very blunt, short, or sarcastic. If you were invited to a press conference, what would be your questions uh, for them post-draft and to state and on the state of the team? What kind of reporter would you be and how you would respond to them if they did get sarcastic or short with you? Just curious if you would be the type of reporters to really press them on an issue until they give you an answer in the moment. The one that uh, they keep asking them the same question every press conference until they address it or be a chill type of reporter uh, asking basic questions. Please demonstrate this like you guys were there. LOL. In the words of our sixth round defensive tackle, we're coming for souls next season, and I hope to find a beautiful soul to enjoy watching that with. <laughs> Can't love you, bye. We have like a dating service, charging chat dating app. Let's go. All right. I know what my commercial's going to be. Charging wow, you just did it. You landed. You landed it. Dating service. Okay. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's the commercial. There it is. All right. So if we were reporters, Kev so, Huggin Duggan, what kind of reporters would we be? So I do a lot of interviews. And you do. What I will say is the best way to do an interview is to disarm your your who you're interviewing. Mm -hmm. So you catch them off guard to show them that you're here for a good time, but you also want some fucking facts. Okay? <laughs> so... You gotta, you gotta catch them off guard. You look so, good in that shirt. Where'd you yeah. bury the bodies? <laughs> <Okay>. Something like, <laughs> something like, coach, coach. Yes, Kevin from Charger Chat. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for taking my question, Coach Staley. Um, first question. Um, th there's a rumor going around that um, somehow um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Dicker the Kicker's um, uncle. Um, we, we, we see it in his teeth and we see it in the field goals. What are your thoughts on Dicker the kicker and Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Question one. What did you just say? Yeah. Caught him off guard. Sure. He, hey, that, that he's got to think about it. Yeah. The fence is coming down, right? You keep disarming him. There's going to be some stuff there. Yeah. And then we can hit the hard, you know, the, the harder questions like how, you know, how does Justin Herbert smell? Um, <laughs> What what is uh, game day like uh, after a win? You know, like the you know very positive vibes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not coming after anyone's souls on the questions for sure. Yeah, what no, about I, you? no, I don't think either one of us are coming for souls. But I can't think we, of we any. We would be the worst. Like if the Chargers <laughs> we wanted, we if the Chargers wanted just to have just like like softballs, like literally just want to toss you something so you could take it yard. Yeah, I'm your man. I will ask the most softball funny questions right. that I can come up with. Yeah, we're we're here to make friends, not uh, yeah. dr drive in these hard questions that you know the fans want answers to. Like, I'm volunteering my time for this. <laughs> exactly. I'm here to make. I'm here. To I'm best paying friends. you to ask <laughs> you <laughs> questions. So yeah, I want to expect to be best friends after this press conference. Yeah, I want. Uh, I want some Instagram DMs after this, please and thank you. So yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I'm not asking hardball questions at all. It's you know, <laughs> I want. I want some fun questions. I want to be friends with these people for Pete's sake. I want to be invited to the barbecues and stuff Amen. like that. Amen. So, rebolt to 2006. We'll see what we can do for you. But, uh, yeah, thank any, you. Of the, any of the ladies out there, all the single ladies, all, all the single, single ladies, ladies. rebolt to 2006 is your guy. Thank Haven't you. Haven't met him in person, but he's on the show frequently. <laughs> he seems like a you know, stand up. Stand he's up continuing gentleman. his positivity. He's changing it around. He's trying to be more positive. So, he's turning a new leaf. 
I love ladies. it. Ladies. Ladies. Bolt to 2006. Thank you for asking Thanks the for question. The yes. And uh, let's move it on now to Justin Savercool, who asked the question. Here's a fun little scenario. There's a position on the charges to be Justin Herbert's best friend, and the three finalists are you guys, and it's a death battle to see who is going to get it. Which one of you would win, and why? Good luck. Kyle loses because he didn't f-ing show up, so he's <laughs> he's out of the fucking He's too run. busy taking his kids to practice. Yeah, he's too busy getting them ready for baseball practice. Good old Max. He, be- he better be back here in a minute. I'm going to kick some ass. Um, I don't know. Are you willing to fight for his love? Because I am. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs> Do you want to throw down over so, his love? Here's the thing. If it's just a fight, I'm not willing to fight. Like, yeah, just go for it. Go be his best friend. But when he says a death battle, it's like, okay, Either I gotta fight you or die and win and be just nervous best friend or fight you and die. Hmm. In which case, I would probably still let you win and be Justin Herbert. You would friend. let you would let me kill you so of I can be friends with Justin Herbert. Well, if this no. is an inescapable scenario, then yes. <laughs> but <laughs> we ro- we hey, how about we do this? I'd be like Rome, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet this shit, and we just kill ourselves, okay? Just end it out together, and then Justin Herbert comes to our funeral. No, take care of Alice and Betty for me, please, and thank you. <laughs> oh, Kay, love you, bye. So dark. Kay, love you, bye. <laughs> Pitch myself off a cliff. <laughs> that was so sad. All so. right. Well, there you go. And, th- and thanks, Justin. We miss you, brother. You yeah. would see you at Thunder Alley this year. Uh, all right. Thank you for asking the question, and uh, let's see <laughs> if we can... Can we bring Kyle back for the? Fuck. We're nearing the end here, so hold on. let's see if we can. Hold on. Let me see if I can channel him. Kyle Duggan. Kyle. All right. Duggan. All right. Yeah, he's coming. Okay. It was that easy. Oh, look at that! He's back, folks. For the last I, I, question, I, Kyle is back for the final question, and we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Boltville seven one four, who asked the question. So picture yourselves in Hollywood romance movie where the plot was about your polyamorous love for the Chargers, but then one of you began to lose their love for football and more specifically the Chargers. Assign your roles. Who would be the one wanting to check out of the relationship? Who would be taking it the hardest and cry at the thought of losing each other? And which one of you would be the strong one who tries to keep you guys together? Knowing each other as well as you do, what type of stereotypical chick flick movie moves and or quotes would you attempt on each other in order to remind each other of the good times and rekindle the love and passion for the Chargers? By the way, I can totally picture two of you guys going to serenade the other with an old school boombox outside the bedroom window on a Sunday morning with the Thunderstruck song. <laughs> Lastly, what would you name the movie? Caleb, you buy. Wow. Oh, shit. That's a lot in here. It's My a creative lot. creative juices are spent, <laughs> it feels like. So, who would want to be checking out of the relationship? Okay, well, yeah, I kind of went through this when the Chargers left San Diego, and I, I was real close to bailing. Um, so, I'll fall on that sword, and I'll be that <laughs> character. <laughs> that guy sucks. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. 
All right. And, and taking the I hardest believe, to cry. I think I'm crying. I believe that Adam, no, I believe that Adam would take it the hardest, <laughs> me trying to leave the Chargers. I think he would be upset about me losing my love for football. And Kevin would be the hard ass. It's not like a romance movie. It's more like major pain. Like he'd be like, one, tubby, tubby. Like get, get your ass back in the game type of vibe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we're not a romance act, movie. We're, we're a comedy. I would I would remind you to never let go, Jack, um, <laughs> yeah. and hold on, and uh, we can all fit uh, on I this uh, broken Whoa. door together. <laughs> we would all sink together. <laughs> We'd all just sink with our thumbs up, bolt up. Holding like, the boombox uh, above our heads. Yeah. <laughs> As we're sinking to the bottom of the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> As we're sinking to the bottom of the Atlantic. Oh, God. And what would the name of the movie be? Worst case scenario. Yeah, worst case scenario. 100%. That's the name of this fictitious Kill me now. Oh, yeah, because this shit will never happen. Wow. All right. Well, can't wait to see the poster. Boltville 714. Thank you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking the questions here on Ask Bolt Fam in this episode. We really appreciate it. It's fun to do this, especially after a draft. Who knows what the next big news is going to be? But you better believe that we'll be talking about it. So until then, any final thoughts there, gentlemen? I just, I'm so glad we're like doing this again and we need to keep it at exactly seven days because eight days, I just can fall apart, guys. It's too okay? much. Seven days is too it. Much. And we need to bring that second episode back because I'm feeling <laughs> a little lonely out here in Romania. <laughs> No Romanian Charger fans to be found. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've got to put that second episode back on the calendar for the next month. Yeah. Uh, nope. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Oh, Doug and Rules. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, where are all the Charger girls? They're at ChargerFansOnly.com. ChargerFansOnly.com? Yeah, ChargerFansOnly.com is the new online dating site for Charger fans, Charger lovers, and good old Charger chatteteers. You don't have to be lonely at ChargerFansOnly.com. Raider fans just don't get it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.